focus to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. I work my fingers to the bone. I never get to go home. This is my ever wanted life manifest destiny. Damn, I destroyed myself, but you contributed. I destroyed myself, but you helped. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Local Earshot Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Biggs with 13th Step Tone Solutions, Jonathan Grissom with More Bands Media. How you doing, buddy? I'm good, man. We have from Tulsa, uh, Carter Combs with Studio House Projects is back in with us again today. How are you, man? Doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm pretty good down here. Um, we're... we're we talked about coming up there, but uh, we're in this uh, ebb and flow of trying to start a business, and this weird uh, thing happens where, and we, we were warned, so, you know, uh, but basically, your popularity will experience a burst, and your financials will experience the opposite, and so we're in this weird thing right now, so unfortunately, we couldn't make the trip up there, but... Um, I know that you have a hell of a lot of promotional stuff to to tell us about, and you guys have had a really busy year. So, kind of catch us up with uh, over the last few months since you were on last, and um, how everything's culminated with this festival. Cool, man. The last time I was on was was that like November or December or something like that? Yeah, uh, it's yeah. been almost a year. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a while back. Anyways, yeah, look it up. Um, I. Uh, I'm gonna, okay, once again, Jonathan, I can't hear like anything you're you're saying. I'm gonna be just completely honest. <laughs> it's cool, but I will go ahead and give you guys a little bit of a rundown on what I've been working on lately. Um, yeah, so all right, like I think it was in. I mean, I I can't remember. I, I'd have to go back and look at the date the last time I was on here, but it wasn't too long after that when me and uh, a friend of mine named Sarah Tierney started thinking about like trying to put on some sort of a music festival in Tulsa and we I go to the first shop relatively frequently to hang out and it's this bar with like three stages and they they get used I, I don't want to say that they don't get used but um they definitely uh, don't get used like to their fullest extent that's just the best way I would put it one of them is this large festival like stage so outdoor stage so uh we decided to present an idea to the GM over at the fur shop that was basically like a plan for a festival, like a loose plan. And then she reviewed it. She was down. Yeah, I mean, after that, like she essentially, the fur shop GM just gave us a starter budget and she said, you know, have fun, kids. You know, here's some money and then let's make this thing happen. And then after that, we basically started searching for sponsors and we've got a few sponsors out of Tulsa that are gracious enough to come and hang out and they gave us some cash to spend on some bands and now we we have um eight bands and two acoustic acts um some of them are actually from OKC um and then we're working on getting some stuff filled for the upstairs stage as well uh, we can talk about that here in a little bit but um yeah i mean it's it's looking- well um Kind of uh, maybe catch our, our listeners up with kind of what Studio House Project is, and and because you're you guys are it's an active band, but you also do a lot of the business end of of whatever this whatever this is that we do is. Um, 
so what what's y'all's goal with the studio house project and then how does that work in with uh, Furfest? well i mean they're they're separate essentially like studio house project is the band that i'm in and we've been uh probably active for like we've been doing live shows for a little over a year now um and we just you know it's got a horn, we got a horn section uh we like to cover like bill withers music that's a big one we like radiohead um you know a lot of a lot of different little versions of rock and roll we like to play around with now i will say there is one way that it ties in with Furfest. Furfest was more or less just a project separate from that but we are on the ticket so we did i did finagle my way uh, to get oh, on the ticket well, so well, yeah I mean. we had to we had to yeah it was one of those things where i was just like okay yeah, of if course we didn't man. do that then i would feel i would feel like an idiot so i was like we're gonna we're, we're gonna be the first band yeah, well then you're then you're just known as a promoter, and I mean, no, I mean, nobody likes that, you know. No, that's not it. <laughs> Awkward, ugly word. So, it's been a fun process, like it, had, and it's been. I, I mean, it's been rewarding, like on a personal level, just being able to be like, okay, this is possible. That's cool. I can't believe this is actually possible. Um, it takes a lot of takes a lot of work. Takes money. You know, we we did t- last time I was on here. We talked about how like. Um, we'd mentioned some festivals and like the tendency for festivals to not pay their artists. And like, it is kind of a thing that happens a lot, whether it be a big festival or not. And so I I think part of the reason we wanted to do it, uh, the reason I, one of the underlying like reasons I wanted to do it was probably pay these guys. I bet we could probably get them paid. If we, you know, if we just do this right, we raise enough money and we, go about this, play the long game and take some time to try to raise money. Then we can get, we can get these bands paid and we are, um, I'm, I'm stoked. Like, honestly, the fact that we are able to do that. Um, and I, that's not also to like crash down on, on festival planners that don't do that because I mean, there is kind of a two ended way of looking at that because artists and bands say yes. So of course someone's going to be like, well, shit, we, him, you know whatever oh, with yeah. us so yeah. yeah right it's and it's of course uh, <clears throat> it, you know it's it, there's there's a there's a lot of different ways to look at it but i took the i honestly whenever i came on here and we talked about that last time about like festival planners not paying their bands i'd heard another thing that was kind of similar to that in another occasion someone was just talking about how like it's just sad that you know artists are getting screwed whenever it comes to their live shows and so it made me well, think, like, let's, let's one let's, thing let's, I would, um, I, I, I've, one thing we've talked about on the show quite a bit is, is just the explosion of festivals post COVID. And I wonder yeah. if, I wonder if that is kind of feeding that mentality for like, Oh yeah, we'll get you exposure. And it's like, well, yeah, you're just right. trying to rip off some bands too. You know, that's a, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it, but I've heard a lot of the same things you're talking about. Yeah. I, that that is that is like a big part of it um and 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 i i'm i like your skepticism is shared by me because i don't i don't think that the exposure is enough a lot of the time like because like you know i like you said there is like a lot of festival stuff going on post covid and there's a lot of just music like blowing up which is great 
like that's it's like within the city there's there's tons of music that you can go and see especially in Tulsa it's all like, every single night you can go and see it but because of that yeah. i think people maybe business owners or event planners assume that the market for music is has been like uh spread thin to a point where they don't have to pay so much and uh and here we are so we didn't we we did not right um hmm that's interesting too because with i mean fall coming up it's uh, honestly, I'll, I'll, I'll just say it here, me and Jonathan were exhausted on the idea of festivals because everything, it's like every three days there's a festival going on somewhere in the state. And then it's like you zoom out and that's happening across the country. And it's just like, you cannot tell me with that much money moving that, you know what I mean? Where, where does it end? You know? Right. I, but, I, uh, I actually like, <laughs> it's fine. I, I always make jokes to my friends, like. You know, like I'm in a band and I perform, but I don't really want to go to shows all that often. <laughs> like, I'm actually like, I'm tired. I'm tired. Guilty. I, I want to do guilty, what I do. guilty. Yep. And like, <laughs> and don't get me wrong, it is. It's it's one of those things for me where if I go to a show, then I'm I always have a great time. Like if I just bring myself to go, I went last night to it. There's actually literally a festival in Tulsa right now, and. uh yeah, I went last night beforehand. I was like, I don't want to go. But then my buddy was like, come on, come on. So I went, I had a great time. So but yeah, I, I get that. The whole, the whole thing of like, man, this is happening everywhere. Like I'm tired. Yeah. And to, to that end with a lot of local bands, um, another thing I've noticed with festivals is that there's a lot of mixing. It's more of just like a, carnival atmosphere any more than an actual just music festival like uh say like rocklahoma or the, the old the woodstock ones where the goal was to go see the show and now it's like i mean you'll have an art exhibit music car show the whole fair comes to town it seems right. like with a lot of these festivals totally um totally what kind of theme what kind of theme are you guys looking for i don't i don't know the first shop uh, I, I just know it's in Tulsa, but is there a theme to this? Or are you guys just kind of, eh, let's see what we can make happen with, you know I mean? Um, three yeah, stages. I mean, so it's pretty, it's still pretty like beta version. Let's see what happens. Um, and I, I also just to hop on what you said there, I, I, I have taken notice to the variety carnival thing too, of like, man, this is a, I don't, I don't want to say it's less about the music, because, like, once again, this is just one of those topics that I think someone else could be like, well, I disagree because of this. and But I agree, because true. whenever we were planning this, you know, we're giving every act um, either 60 minutes or 90 minutes. So they're getting a lot of time to really, like, play yeah. play their fan favorites or whatever, and then probably play some of their, like, lower, like, volume songs. The ones that, you know, are a little uh, more close to home. And that to me is cool. And I think as far as the theme goes, it, it really is. I mean, it's focused on, the, I would like it to be focused on the music. I mean, I like the idea of, I like the idea of going somewhere to see an act that it's, well, okay, I'll just put it like this. The best feeling on stage uh, is whenever you're performing and then you play one of your quieter songs and everyone goes quiet with you and they like follow you that, 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 uh, that trail. That, would be cool to see happen at the the fur fest and i think a lot of time will help with that um 
So as far as the theme goes, I, I, I honestly just think like startup. Everyone, you know, this is this is new, so we're just like let's see, let's throw something against the wall and see what sticks, and and, and then along with that, let's let's listen to the music, let's let's dance, let's sit down, let's do whatever we got to do to actually give some appreciation to the acts that are up on stage, um, and they're good acts. That's another thing. Like honestly, I really didn't. I really like. I listened to a. I'm gonna be honest. I listened to a shit ton of Oklahoma bands in this process, like just trying to find like what what's cool what works with each other and uh who how who from the bigger acts and then the smaller acts and the medium-sized acts can we choose from with our budget and things like that and so i feel as though we've like landed a pretty cool a pretty cool lineup that i'm really stoked about there's actually two two okc acts chloe beth uh she's gonna be like one of the first artists to go up there she's she's an acoustic artist she's really good songwriter and then uh, Pabu is a band from OKC that's going to be coming to play, um, and they're like alternative rock. Um, and yeah, it's 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 going to be fun. I'm I'm really excited about it. Um, the theme thing that's just something. I'm, now I'm like thinking about it. Like, what is the theme? I mean, it just seems like some festivals go either way. Uh, some of them are just like an open field, airfield, or whatever, and you know, whoever is a vendor and wants to set up a tent and, that, and those are the ones that kind of turn into like a, more like a fairground type event. Yeah. But there's other ones that are like at an amphitheater or, a, or a building. And it's, it's just, uh, it's music and it's, you know, it's like a concert you go on, the yeah. band does their thing and then they change the sets and, you know, outside of drinks and food, there's really not a lot of, of vendors, but, um, Right. I, I haven't really made up my mind yet. Like I said, there's so much to pick from right now. And I think with it, with COVID having locked everybody down for a year, year and a half, I think there's just a lot of people still stretching their legs and just wanting to go experience something outside. And, and so the more they can throw in the mix, the, 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 uh, the better or worse, depending on who you are, I guess. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, you also got to think it's, it's a lot of people just trying it out. Like, like I said, this is our beta version. I, we've never, uh, we've never done. I've never done this, and I'm seeing that a lot too with a lot of these other people trying to plan these things. Is like they just wanted to try it out and see what works. And I feel like maybe there's there's some form of like I don't know. Maybe there's some form of pressure that these people give themselves that like these event planners saying like we need to do this and then add this to the equation and add this to the equation. And like, yeah, I, I, you're thinking about it right now. It, it, I can see how that might take away from like the musical experience because um, there is there Oklahoma. You guys know this. I mean, you're doing this show. There's there's a lot of good mu- local musicians in town that deserve to be listened to. And like, if you tried listening to them, you know, you might actually find a new favorite band. Oh, for sure. Um, at- and especially uh, with Oklahoma, uh, Tulsa, uh, especially the, the singer songwriter. Um, genre is a is a big deal man and one of the best ones i ever know is from tulsa john moreland i mean um so that's that's also another thing with with festivals i kind of wanted to touch on i mean theme or no theme um i have noticed that some festivals try to throw like like you said throw as much at the wall and see what sticks so you, you might have like a gosh uh, like a big band followed by a, a drill rapper followed by a death metal and it's just yeah, right. it's, it can be a little chaotic <laughs> <laughs> and then others are are like you, uh, i've noticed this with like the almond bets band like they have a group of bands that they're 
they're with their buddies with, and they go around the country with this. And it is like a circus. It's a group. It's a certain group of bands every time. And they just go out and make their money. Wow. But it turns into a festival. I mean, yeah. so, you know, there ain't no rules to this shit, man. I mean, no, from no, that's, a, that's from a, from a business, from a business perspective though, how is this different approaching, uh, maybe more from like the backline perspective of managing this whole thing versus the, uh, sometimes ease of being in a band, you just show up, plug in and play your gig, mm. you know? <laughs> uh, uh, it's, I mean, it's completely, it is very, very different from, I, it's, it's very different from just like band logistics. That's for sure. I mean, um, I would say that, I mean, I'm trying to think one thing that I've, I've noticed, um, in our planning process has been like, we just haven't really like, uh, I don't know. I, it's kind of a weird question. Like thinking about how it how it's different from oh, like doing. Well, I mean, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> I would say. So <laughs> yeah. Jonathan. Um, yeah. I would say like it's it's, oh, it's completely man. different. It really is completely different. Like working, especially like working with the guys in my band and uh, the guys and the gal in my band, like. Uh, that, that's more about managing personalities and then like figuring out what, what kind of beautiful stuff you can create. Whereas this is a lot more of just like making phone calls and shit. <laughs> like that's, that's logistics. That's yeah. Like, and then, yeah. Calling people, text people. My phone has been on blast for like six months now. It feels like I'm, I'm probably going to do an entire like, <laughs> technology cleanse after this festival's done. Honestly. I, I, I that's one thing that me and Jonathan are constantly going back and forth on because we both we we're starting our own companies. Um, he's starting more bands media. I'm starting Thirteenth yep. Step Tone Solutions, but also this local earshot thing is kind of a collaboration of that, which is kind of turning into its own thing as well. So it's like it gets chaotic, but. Again, there's like an ebb and flow to all this stuff too, because it's feast or famine. Sometimes you have all of it or none of it. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, how long does either one of them last? It's so weird. Like, it's so weird. The being doing doing like work for music or surrounded by the art that is music is such a weird process because you're trying. It's like trying to take something that only exists to like. Uh, I don't know, create ease and like be, be sweet on the ears or whatever. Working around something like that is, is just such a trippy just thing. Like, like you said, there's, you, you never know things pick up and then they slow down. Um, it's a con, I don't know. It's a constant state of not knowing what the fuck is going on. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's, that's how it feels. You nailed it. it. Yeah. (laughs) Especially with the band. Cause that's like, for, for us, it's like, we need to get some shows, but we don't want to book a show this weekend because we need to make sure we have it on our calendar. And so there's there will be a month where we play every weekend, or there will be a month where two months where we don't play at all. It's you know it's just a weird a weird uh, weird process, and I love it, but it is it does get it gets chaotic for sure. Yeah, and um, that's one thing that I've I've seen very very little of is like the backline or the management side of those things, but. Uh, I hear, uh, people say 
that was an awesome experience. I can't wait to do it again. Or they say, I lost a shitload of money. I'm never doing that again. I don't really hear a lot of in-betweens. Like with, with like <laughs> festival planning? Yeah, well, it, any big show on the on the on the management side of things, it's it's yeah. it's just so much, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm still <clears throat> learning how to navigate because, like, I don't I don't work for the fur shop. I'll I'll throw that out there. I, I'm more so just like I approached the GM and I was like, "Would you like to do this? Like, you know, let me work on this." And she said, "Yeah." But like, one thing that I still it's it's a weird one thing I still have to like keep in mind and it's a weird thing to keep in mind but it's just true is like people that own businesses or the GMs or whatever they don't really care so much about the music as they do about like making sales and so it's weird for me because I am this artistic minded guy but I also like you know I like this end of the work too so I have to be the middleman between like okay I love this band, but are they like bringing people in? And it's a, uh, it's an awkward place to be a lot of the time. Um, just cause like, yeah, like I, I've, I've been told by someone like I, I'll, I'll book for a few different places every so often, just kind of hit and miss a lot of the time, like bringing in like, Hey, do you have anyone that can come and play? <laughs> I've been told before, like, I don't want some, uh, amateur singer songwriter or something like that. Like that's not going to bring anybody in. <laughs> And, I, and the reason they said that to me was because I definitely have, like, brought in people just being like, I fuck with their music. I'm like, <laughs> you know, not has nothing to do with how many people they'll bring in. And it's just, it's, and I wish I could, you know, it's, it's a sad thing because I wish I could do that more. Like, just be like, this person's good. They should be on stage, regardless of how many people they bring in. But, of course, a GM or an owner is just going to be like, nah, fuck you. We're, I want to, I want a band. I want someone that has a following. It's like. You know, you're, you're right. And I, I totally agree because, uh, like I said, most, all of my limited experience has been on the front line. I've been a member of a band or I've been the performer. I show up, I plug in, I set up, I play the gig, I get paid. And, um, yeah, it's now on this end of starting up a business, you've, you learn to zoom out a lot. And when you do that, you start to be like, you know, this person is very talented, but like you said, at the end of the day, there's more to put asses in seats than just a good song. You know, for most of the public, they, you got to have the total package, you know? Yeah, it is. That, that is one thing that I don't know if I will ever figure out is like, why, why do people follow a musician? How do you get to that? Point? Like, that is an, ins- <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. I love, like, in our band, luckily, like, everyone in my band, we're, like, we like we like to play pop songs sometimes. Not pop, like, pop songs just meaning, like, popular songs. Um, so not even songs. Right, right. Like, we'll play, like, the classic rock hits and things like that if we can. Um, so, like, luckily, everyone in the band is kind of, like, excuse me, thinking about, like, what what's going to get the crowd riled up and things like that. So even with a group of people that think in those terms, there's still not like a 100% like, oh, we know how to get a following. Like it, it, it's, it evades us. It evades, it evades most musicians I know is like, how the hell do we have people follow us? How, how, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a fun process. Well, and, wrong, but it's uh, confusing. And, and, uh, 
the the just the nature of engagement has changed so much in just the last decade with online engagement now being part a significant part of a lot of bands portfolios i mean it used to just be a thing a gig to get your to get your schedules or your upcoming gigs out on but now it's a that's a percentage of the profits for a lot of bands yeah oh man that's a the online world when it comes to that stuff like tiktok i haven't even like touch <laughs> I, I i'm scared i don't know what same i just i just don't know what to do as far as like the tiktok thing like i mean gigs are i don't know like uh, from from a from a personal standpoint that's really all i would like to do on on the artistic front is like let's 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 release an album and then let's let's play some shows you know um yep and I might, I don't know, we'll see. I mean, maybe one day I'll just be like, okay, let's make a TikTok or something like that. But right now, I, I don't, I, I just don't have, I don't think that my mind would even be effectively, like, useful on a thing like like creating a TikTok and like, <laughs> releasing little videos and shit like that. I just don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, same. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't think in terms of, like, 10 second videos like i gotta i need longer than that to flesh my ideas out to to the world you know <laughs> yeah seriously maybe we'll get one of our friends to so, just do it for us we'll just call them and be like you got it you just make it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that's the goal hell if we can hire somebody to do it yeah, we seriously. would that would be that's the greatest thing ever <laughs> <laughs> um so when is when is fur fest actually taking place up there in tulsa it's on october 8th um, so it's the same day as OU Texas. So we're going to open the bar for the game. So we'll, we'll open at 11 AM that day. Um, and then it just music, music for the duration. I think the first act goes on at one thirty. Um, I'm pretty sure. I think it's one thirty. Yeah. Um, and then music for the duration of the day. And honestly, it's cool too. Like I was thinking about this the other day. Um, someone had asked me, he was like, who's your favorite act on the ticket? And my favorite act might literally be the first person that's performing, and it's just like an acoustic artist. And his name is Dan Martin. Uh, he has like really good, really good songs, like really, really good songs. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he said yes to come and playing. But um, yeah, 11 a.m. on October 8th, and tickets are fifteen dollars for a full day of music. Not bad. So uh, where can they get those at? So uh, it is fan sub dot live slash e slash furfest and that's the that's the online tickets and then like we'll we'll sell them at the door as well cool man well um any sponsors or anything that you've uh gotten to do this show that we can give a shout out to on here and maybe uh generate some interest there too yeah yeah um a few of our sponsors are seed cannabis dispensary and then kind love dispensary those are both in the downtown ish area of tulsa um my record label project records were technically a sponsor um there is actually a <laughs> there's actually a podcast production company called rant nine out of uh rant out of uh, tulsa that they they're they're sponsoring us um neff brewing they're sponsoring us they're on the same block as uh as first shops so shout out to them uh there's a few more mythic mythic printing the people that are making our t-shirts shout out to them um yeah i mean we've got we've got a few people it's one thing that's nice too um about this whole process is like we've got a few people that are like they whenever i whenever we gained 
every sponsor, we essentially said, like, all this money is probably going to just go to paying the acts, the bands that were. And so to see that they were down, they were cool. Like, they were just like, yeah, we, we, we want to get involved. Um, that was pretty exciting. I mean, it's it's exciting to see, like, a, a small business collaborate and trying to, you know, hold up the arts. So that's it's it's been nice. Yeah, as a guy who uh, hears the, the horror stories still about that, it's it's nice that coming from the art artist end of things now, you understand the pain and the fucking balls it can be to yeah. be treated that way sometimes, you know? Right. And, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think that, I don't know, small business owners are a good... You know, I don't know. It was it was it was a good idea to reach out to small business owners because they're they're as local as these bands are, and there's a there's a level of just kind of camaraderie. So they're all they're all we're we're excited that they all got on board and they're willing to help cover some costs. That's awesome, man. Um, it is. Uh, speaking of uh, dispensaries uh sponsoring you it is uh I've, I've christened this week on the local earshot green week because our whole shtick this week's been uh marijuanas of different kinds and we had our buddy justin with doc ferguson on yesterday his episode will be out next week um so let's let's talk about some of the dark arts of great weed uh cool. what do you got what do you what are you rocking with these days uh for your strains of creativity well, let's go ahead and address the fact that you said this is Green Week. We talked about weed last time too. I don't think this is a one week. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Green Green Year. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Here's the deal. I don't. I don't. Uh, I'll 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 smoke a little bit of weed every so often, but not a not a lot. So I'm trying to think. I don't even. Know, I don't. I don't know. I don't know what I am like hitting usually it's just some I'm, i have a friend that's around and he has something <laughs> and then i partake so which that honestly saying that out loud just sounds dangerous <laughs> you know what i mean i have no idea what i'm i have no idea what <laughs> <laughs> well i know that the uh the extract game at this point in oklahoma is getting to the point like all right i'll do this tonight and then i have to not smoke for like a week because my tolerance just went through the roof because you gave yeah. me a massive elephant tranquilizer dose of fucking yes. edibles <laughs> dude yeah i i actually am like oddly like intimidated by how high the the dosage of, of of thc is in some of these things like people walk around with the dab pins those dab pins are oh, insane. Yeah. Insane. <laughs> I, I am All right. Uh, we got to go down this road. So you got to tell me the horror story of, of uh, your dab. Everybody has a dab horror story, so let's hear it. Uh, let's see. I don't, I'm trying to think if there's a specific experience. Um, I'll say this. I'll just, I'll just say this. I remember the first time I did it, and... I was with, uh, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was with a, it was a group of girls. They'd, they'd, they'd invited me to hang out and I just went and hung out with these girls and they asked if I wanted to do it. And I did. And I just sat the weed. there. Huh? What'd you say? The weed, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> and I sat there and just kind of was on 
on their couch and they were just trying, they were trying to talk to me cause I coughed a lot and they were trying to talk to me. And I just remember just being like, just hold on, just give me a second. Just give me a second. Just give me a second. And like, just kept over and over again. Just being like, I, I can't, I can't talk. I can't talk. Um, that's, that's what it is with dabs. It's like too much all at once. That, and now I can't speak. Yeah. That was the first dab. That was the first dab. And, yeah. Mine, my, my first dab my first dab horror story was, uh, it wasn't even a proper dab. It was rolled into a joint, like the core of a joint. And they didn't, I didn't even know what I was getting into. And man, I just knew that I've gotten entirely too high, higher than, uh, this should, a normal joint should be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unnatural. And it just, Unnaturally it's, yeah. Oh yeah. And it gets you wound up to where you just can't even complete a thought. And it's like, well, fuck. Can't I don't have enough breadcrumbs <laughs> to get home now. <laughs> I, I have seen yeah i've seen those like i've seen the dab joints i'm always just like that is scary i don't i don't i'm out i'm out yeah that's that's where that whole the term of the one hitter quitter comes from because i'm like i don't know why you're rolling a whole one because i don't need it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm good i'm good <laughs> well um get into to maybe wrapping this up is there anything uh upcoming shows with uh studio house project that you'd like to plug maybe towards the end of the year i don't know how y'all schedule is booked yeah um we've got um let's see here we've got a show coming up on september 30th that's actually at a it's kind of funny we're playing at a um what is it a homecoming we're playing at a homecoming for neo a&m college in miami so that's on september oh. 30th and then our next our next full band gig after that will be uh, at the Fur Fest. So we'll be going on, I think, stage at the Fur Fest at 4.30 that day. And uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're really excited to play. Um, I think it's going to be a really good day of music for sure. October 8th. Well, that's awesome, man. I'm, and again, as, as, an, as a guy on the artist side of things and been on that end, it's super awesome that you're focused on making sure the guys get compensated and and make this thing work and uh we will uh we'll plug these guys and we'll get the the dates out there man um is there anything else you want to cover coming up that we might be able to plug before we get out of here i think that's it yeah just october 8th um we'll be showing the ou texas game at 11 a.m and that'll be the kickoff for the day and the tickets are $15 at the door and online at fansub.live slash E slash Furfest. And um, I think it's, I think it's just going to be a, I think it's going to be its own beast of a little, little local festival. I think it's going to be fun. So come out, um, see some Tulsa bands, a few OKCX as well and experience it. It's going to be great. Very cool, man. And I'll, uh, I'll reiterate all that. October 8th, Fur Fest. Uh, hell, go out and hang out, see the game. 15 bucks, hang out, see the game. Here's some kick ass music from your, your local Oklahoma brethren. So, uh, uh, Carter, thank you so much for being on with us, man. And, uh, man, like I said, hopefully we can make this thing, we can connect this thing in a studio one time and get you in here live uh, at some I, point. Uh, are y'all, in, y'all are in Norman, right? Yes, sir. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll come down there at some point. We have to. Round three will be in person. Yeah, we'll have to get in the same. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll 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 bet on it. All right, cool, awesome. All right, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Right. Have a good one. Bye.
Thank you for listening to this remote episode of the Local Earshot. The Local Earshot podcast is a value-for-value podcast. That means that we work on three T's, tenets, uh, which are time, talent, and treasure. We value everybody's time for listening uh, to the show. And if you are an artist and you want to be on the Local Earshot, then hit me up at john at thelocalearshot.com or brad on our Instagram page. Uh, that is the Local Earshot. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, um, all socials, and also uh, we are now building our channel for YouTube. Um, and we are uh, – for Treasure, we are looking for sponsors. Uh, if you own a business or you work in the music industry in Oklahoma and you want to support uh, local artists and uh, and the local scene of music, then hit me up at john at com, and we can figure it out. We can do shout-outs. We can do reads. Uh, we can do other things um, involving sponsorship. We can also say that you're a sponsor on the show in the beginning, um, and and uh, basically there will be different plans for that. Uh, and just uh, hit me up, and we can figure that out. Um, yeah, thank you for listening to the show. 